America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I always looked at money as options. I mean, you hear money doesn't make you happy, but I'm like, that's a bold-faced lie because it gives you more <laughs> options. It can definitely make you happy. That's it right. won't be the reason for your happiness, but it will add, it will build, it will help you, you know, get to the point where you can reach happiness. You're listening to Money Moves, powered by Greenwood, a finance podcast dedicated to dropping all the knowledge and gems from the world's leading celebrities, entrepreneurs, and experts in tech, business, and more. I'm your host, angel investor, technology enthusiast, and media personality, Tanya Sam. Each week, we talk with guests who are making significant strides in their fields and learn how they are making their money move. If you're someone who's looking to make your money move, you're in the right place. So open up your notes app and lock us in because this podcast will give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance you so rightly deserve. Before we start the episode, I'd like to remind you to check us out at gogreenwood.com and follow us on social media at Greenwood and me on all things social at It's Tanya Time to stay locked in to new episodes. Hey, Money Movers, this week on Money Moves, our guest is a multifaceted writer and producer who's making waves in the world of television. Born and raised in the heart of South Central LA, she's defied the odds pursuing education and eventually making a mark in Hollywood. A TV writer by trade and a black woman by fortune, please join us in welcoming the talented Tash to the show. Hi, Tash. Hi, Tanya. Thank you for having me. Welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to be here and have you on the podcast today because there's so much we're going to talk about, probably even more than that introduction did justice to because you're actively involved with SAG, um, the writer's strike. But I want to start off and I want to understand how you got here and learn a little bit more of your journey um, into the arts. You mentioned to us that you started in L.A., Yes, I am. But um, I am a South Central girl. I'm born and raised in South Central LA, um, educated, and I only left LA a couple of times. I went to UCLA, then I went to San Diego for grad school, then I came right back to LA. So I am an LA girl through and through. Yes. 
Wow. Okay. So I want to start off and we'll dive more into your journey, but so you've got graduate degrees, this, so let's talk about little Tash when she was deciding what she wanted to be. So take us back to the beginning. And when you were growing up in South Central, tell us about what you envisioned life to be like. Well, you know, when I was a little girl, I remember I was about eight. I made my mother um, put on my uh, my birthday cake, happy birthday, little professor, because I thought I was going to be a professor. Mm-hmm. I didn't just want to be a teacher. I wanted to be what was the next thing. It was above just a regular teacher. And somehow professor was like the top. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, that's what I want to do. I want to be, a, I want people to listen to me. Um, and then sometime like in elementary school, we had the, the, the riots um, in LA. And I remember watching the news and just being disturbed at how black and brown people were described. And so then I wanted to be an anchor. And I was like, I'm going to be the person to shape how people look at us. Because why are they calling us animals? I mean, I was just a little girl. But I remember feeling just like profoundly affected by that because, you know, it was just down the street. Um, And I found out how much anchors made. And I said, just kidding. I don't want to do that (laughs) because being a reporter... I'm going to be broke. And I lived in very impoverished neighborhoods from the jungles to, you know, Nicholson Gardens to like Watts. And my mom just struggled and struggled. And I was like, what is it that she did? Because I'm going to do the opposite because I think that'll give me more choices. And that's when I just decided I'm going to go to school. I'm going to write a path for me. And then eventually that whole teaching and telling stories, it just kind of... Ended up being a TV and film writer, and yeah, no, I, <laughs> just evolved. I but it's all the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny that you say a teacher because you wanted people to listen to you, and I find that so fascinating because it's sort of an iteration. Like you are now creating content, you're telling stories, people are listening to you, your voice is being heard. It's just in in a much more thoughtful way that was going to help you to achieve the dreams that you thought of. You know, despite being a little eight year old girl growing up in LA. Yeah, I mean, isn't that interesting? You know, you kind of like speak it into fruition. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't realize it then. In retrospect. I know, like you said, it's like, oh, I want people to understand a different perspective and and, and I want to feed it to them. I don't want it just being, you know, so I guess I was a profound kid. (laughs) I like that. And especially I'm sure having experienced, you know, being in L.A. and the riots and seeing how, you know, we as a black community were described on TV that left a major, major impact on you. How do you feel now, like looking back at, you know, being this young girl, seeing this, do you feel like you've been able to sort of make, make your mark and change the narrative? And does that sort of impact how you pick projects? Um, absolutely. You know, I, I, I came up with a mission statement about five or six years ago and I said, that's how I'm going to decide what projects I work on. And it's basically, I create to embolden, empower, and encourage Black women, and everyone else can come along the journey. So I feel like if I can empower, embolden, and encourage Black women, then the rest of the community would be, Mm -hmm. everybody else in the world would be better off for it. And so if it's a project and it doesn't do that, then I don't want to do it. I don't don't care how, how, how good the project is. And there have been projects that I've turned down, I won't say any names, like some very popular projects that I was like, no. I get it. Okay. I love it. So wait, Money Movers, I want you to pick up on this. So you actually sat down and said, me, Tash Gray has a mission statement. 
That's mm-hmm. a huge, that's a powerful move. And I think oftentimes people miss that. Like you think about companies like a McDonald's or a Walmart, we have a mission to do X, Y, Z, but you as your own brand and your own person, you have a mission statement that guides you and your choices. That's beautiful. I mean, I encourage everyone to do it because it doesn't matter what you do. You know, Mm -hmm. we always have all these myriad of decisions to make. And then we think, am I making the right choice? But if you know what your purpose of life is and where you feel like you're grounded, then you can kind of go, does it fit in that? If it don't, then I don't have to do it. And so that's kind of how I just govern my, at least my career, as well as my life in general. It's like, is this going to add or take away? And if it takes away, why am I doing it? Then I have to justify it. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I often think like people sometimes miss that. Like you're yourself, your personal, I almost call it like I... I refer to it maybe as my North Star. Like I know where my North Star is for me. And I, you know, you go off course every once in a while, but you always have to come back to what your North Star is, what your mission statement. So y'all get your mission statements right. Um, 
Okay, Tasha, I have, I have another question. When you think back to being a little girl, and I ask this question to a lot of our guests on the show, you know, our guests come from diverse backgrounds and they often face like unique financial challenges and sort of are indoctrinated into the beliefs that their families had about money, how they thought about money, how you make money. Um, growing up as a little girl, you mentioned your mom had to struggle a lot too. What did you think about money? What were your sort of beliefs about money, people who had it, people who didn't have it? I mean, I always looked at money as options. I mean, you hear money doesn't make you happy, but I'm like, that's a bold-faced lie because it gives you more <laughs> options. It can definitely make you happy. That's it right. won't be the reason for your happiness, but it will add, it will build, it will help you, you know, get to the point where you can reach happiness. And I think as a little girl, I just remember thinking it's all attainable. I just don't know how, especially like in certain areas of, you know, inner city life, there's only like three ways people think you can get out the hood. You know, yep. you either um, play a sport, you become an entertainer, or you win the lottery. And I'm like, what? Those are my three options. And then, you know, after at, at a certain point, I realized education was an option. And I thought, okay, if I'm so educated that I can get this good job, um, I can probably do better and at least be able to pay my bills. At least, you know, you know, have a sense of, you know, uh, uh, one, two, three, like a, a, a plan or what have you, like a recipe. And then later I realized, oh, there really isn't a real recipe. You just mm -hmm. have to look at money as something that's made up and then <laughs> yeah. you got to make up, go get it. Like, it's like nothing is unattainable if you have a plan and you just work it. If you have a plan and you just work it, I love it. And of course, I feel like it gets easier and easier the more intentional you are about, well, this is my mission as a human on this earth. This is what I want to mm -hmm. subscribe to. This is what I want to follow. And this is sort of where the money comes after that. And it, it's really funny because I think, you know, I always remember this Oprah interview where Oprah was like, oh, you know, the money just came, all these billions of dollars because I was doing something I was super passionate about. Girl, you have billions of dollars. Please tell me. Billions would it be? <laughs> However, I do, you know, the older I get, the more I understand that, like, you know, you attract the things you love. And the more you are lit up and aligned with what you love, which for you seems like storytelling from a young age, being able to, you know, tell and share and have people listen to the important things you have to say. And here you are doing it. So. There's something to yeah. be said for that, for sure, for sure. Absolutely, I agree. But let's get back to the hard work because you know you have a master's, you have a bachelor of science. You knew that education was going to play an integral role in this. Um, tell us about that part because also, you know, oftentimes now the climate is changing where people are like, should I go to school? Should I invest the money to get graduate degrees? How do you feel about that now? Um, as opposed to, you know, it was obviously a very important part of to getting you to where you are today. I mean, I think education is important. It's depending on how you're going to use it, you know, what you want to do. Um, for me, it was it it extended my options. I just wanted a lot of options. Mm -hmm. I wanted to feel like I didn't have to do anything I didn't want to do. And if I had more options, then I can, you know, kind of play the field. And so getting an education for me 
once I realized I wanted to get into entertainment, it's such a fickle industry. I thought, well, having this education, I'll be able to fall back. And if all else fails, I can I can still support myself and not live under a bridge and, you know, have money to pay bills and so forth. So that's what education was for me. And even getting my master's degree, because I thought still wanting to be a professor, which I was at the age of 24, mm -hmm. I thought I'm going to still be able to do this and then I can pursue this. And so I think when when not everybody has to go to college, I don't I don't believe that I'm not I don't subscribe to that. I know, you know, I have an MFA. I, I get it. But everybody's not supposed to go to college. Some people are not meant for that role. Some people are just entrepreneurs. Some people are one of, you know, will be trade school. Some people will learn a skill and just perfect it and build off of that because that's what they love. And I think that's fine. But if you don't know what you want to do mm -hmm. and you are a little aimless, go to school, go to school, get a, get a, get a degree, get a trade, because then you can figure it out. You can at least find out what you don't like, what you don't like. <laughs> All else and that'll lead you closer to what you do like, you know, so. And it's funny because I, I did the same thing. I came from, you know, my my mom was a nurse. My dad was a doctor. And so it was like the natural progression was you're just going to go to school and be a doctor. And so I actually ended up doing nursing for about 14 years. I worked in oncology, bone marrow transplant, and then was taking these leaps into entrepreneurship. And everybody used to be like, oh, don't use a nursing license. You could always go back to nursing. So it is, there is some comfort in feeling like you have this skill or trait or whatever you want to call it, this educational background that, you know, you always have a safety net for just in case you got to live under a bridge because times are tough. Right. <laughs> right. Just in case. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I, I don't use it as a crutch because what you don't want to do is just do that and you mm -hmm. never pursue your thing. But your your real passion. But I think it is something to having options. And so and then you also get to live this real life. Like yeah. I was telling your um, producer, I was like, you know, when you live real life and I say real life is things that. People will, you know, uh, it affects their livelihood or their health. Like people may die. When you live in a yes. real world, you can do those other things because you have so many transferable skills. You have so much more um, processing of no understanding how you work, how to get things done. And all of that matters when you go and do the next career. And, you know, we I, no longer are the days where you're 50 years at one company. You can have oh, five. Oh, five I love that. In your life. <laughs> and, and I just like, even just hearing that all the time, because I feel like our parents' generation, they went to work and their goal was just to ride it out for the next however many decades until they got a retirement practice and could package mm -hmm. it, could sit at home and watch days of our lives. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If we helped you make your money move, please share it with your community. Subscribe and leave us a review on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media at Greenwood and visit us at gogreenwood.com for more financial tips. And remember, money movers, if this were easy, everyone would do it. So take the lessons you've learned from this episode and apply it to your life. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure to tune in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and subscribe to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you too can have the keys to financial freedom you so rightly deserve. Until next time. It's brand new season two. 
I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 